This is the I'm Stuff podcast, a podcast about eating disorders, disordered eating, body image, and mental health. I'm your host, Queenie June Borgman, and today's episode, the bonus episode of season five, we're talking about how perfectionism is shit. Okay, guys, before we start out, little reminder, you can follow this podcast episode, you can give it stars, you can review it, you can do anything with it, what you want, share it in your stories, tell a friend, and yeah, that's about it. Guys, before I go into the details of today's episode, I would like to thank you gratefully because you are giving me space to just feel a little bit overwhelmed for the last two weeks. And now I feel good again, and now I can make podcast episodes again. But I'm so grateful to you all that you have the patience. I think I'm very fortunate that I have a group of listeners that know how important mental health is. And that when the person that mostly facilitates has a little bit of off week or weeks, um, that you are all like, you know, it's Gucci Queenie. And we'll see your next episode when you're good again. So thank you so much for that. And I've been watching the counter, you know, of how many plays there are. And you still are listening to other episodes that already were made previous. And for people who are new and haven't done that, check them out as well. And thank you so much for that as well. Guys, I'm just, I don't know, I feel very blessed that you uh, give me that space. Because I know for a lot of other people, uh, because they have a different group they facilitate, that wouldn't be the case. So thank you so much for that. And let's jump into the new podcast bonus episode of today. This bonus episode is all about perfectionism and how to be a little bit less perfect. (laughs) How I like to say that. Well, guys, um, this is something that I had when I was like a teenager in the beginning because of anxiety, because I started out and not on the education level that my parents wanted. So the first year I was very anxious and wanted to do everything perfect to go to the second year. And the second year I still had it a little bit because I was eventually on the education level they wanted. And somewhere from there, my perfectionism wasn't a thing anymore. I didn't have an eating disorder back in the day as well because it was a high school and I developed my eating disorder during uni. Fuck my life. Um, and... It was just a very short period of time and still till today I don't have perfectionism and sometimes I'm like shit Queenie maybe you would need a little bit of that because I don't mind you know filling in a paper and giving it to a teacher and getting a six. I don't mind if somebody would make food for me that there's you know sauce dripping off a plate and it doesn't look fancy. Um, I do mind uh, good correction forms for personal training but that's a different thing because otherwise people can get injured. But other than that, I am very chill. I don't mind if a date goes wrong as, you know, the person maybe had it planned a certain way and it goes differently. I'm just very laid back. And there were a few years, I think two, two and a half years, that I had my perfectionism and it slowly faded away. But I know for a lot of people who are listening to this that your perfectionism is sky high. And it can be a problem. And maybe it doesn't feel like a problem because your perfectionism and also the pressure that you can put on yourself can let you get things done. But it is most definitely correlated with your eating disorder. And maybe it makes, you know, things get done. But it also makes the eating disorder worse. Because it can very much influence on how you look at recovery and how recovery should go a certain way how you want to 
and it's not going that way. So some people would say, okay, you know, fuck recovery. I'm not doing that anymore. Or they would say, you know, I fucked my diet up for a day. So now I'm just going to eat everything. Black and white thinking that eventually can lead to binges. So perfectionism is very much engraved in our eating disorder. As in, it is behavior from eating disorders. But the type of behavior can also add to getting an eating disorder. It goes both ways. So what to do with perfectionism? How can we make it less... And I'm just going to add some other info to it as well. So you can basically after, you know, shutting down this podcast episode can go and work on it. Because if you do not work on your perfectionism, your eating disorder will be longer and harder. I can hands down bet my car on this that it will be the fact. So let's jump into it. Okay, just to start out with the definition of perfectionism. Perfectionism is striving for perfection. It's something idyllic. It's something subjective. It is something that people use and it can work positively for them or not positively for them. And it can be seen as a competence that is very good and powerful, but also can be very negative. There is a link between perfectionism and stress or even a burnout. And it also says that you're always seeking for the best of the best and most achievable and you do not take less for an answer or a possibility so i think this is very very interesting to see and to read because it's actually exactly how i experienced perfectionism when i had it myself but also how i see it by with other friends I did uh, some projects with a friend of mine and she was highly, well, ex-friend, and she was highly perfectionist, a highly perfectionist. And it was something that I truly disliked in her because everything was so stressy and, you know, the enjoyment of a project is just thrown out of the window because of that. I'm going to give you another example with perfectionism. I'm first going to bring that towards my dog and then i'm going to bring it towards food and i do not know if i gave you this um, example before but we're just gonna see on how uh, you yeah how you experience it so like i just stated perfectionism is very subjective and that makes it also very untrustable and if i go and take my dog as an example uh, my dog last year or this year no last year became 17 and it was as you know a a mud breeze how i think americans would say it i got him from a shelter he was traumatized 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 wow good day um he was placed already two times Uh, when i got him um eventually got a cyst so the fat accumulation under his skin um he was scared of the dark and he was always a little bit overweight and to be honest I couldn't even imagine, still, I think even when I will die, I will not find forever such a perfect dog and cutie that he was. For me, he truly still is a perfect dog. He really is perfection. But for other people, uh, or for example, if I would take my dad, my dad is just fond of Jack Russells. And he thinks Jack Russells are the best and it's perfection. So he doesn't like the type of dog I had, you know, a mud breed or... 
uh, a dog that is very big because he doesn't like big dogs. So for him, it's you know it's a cool dog, but it's not perfection. And for me, it also is the other way around regarding to his dog. So this just shows how biased it can be. And if I take the example of food, and this is specifically for people with orthorexia, there's this perfect way of eating. I think a lot of people with anorexia know that what they're doing, or even when they're not knowing what they're doing, they have just this rigid OCD type way of eating and maybe even focusing on less, less, less. While a person with orthorexia doesn't per se is focusing you know, on less, 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 but on the way the food has been put together. And with the clients that I've helped out so far in orthorexia, the reference always is fooding syndrome for Dutchies or my plate. And I just see that they think, you know, the moment that I eat as unprocessed as possible, then my diet is perfect. And um, this is where it exactly goes wrong. I was writing a, a nutritional advice for somebody with orthorexia. And at the end of the advice, it was like last week, I typed in, don't think that because you're eating perfect, you're going to live longer than anybody else. It doesn't work that way. And I think when she read that, read that she was like, what the fuck did she just <laughs> wrote down? But it is so much more important than just your food on your life expectancies. And if your you know, uh, organs are going to work, sometimes it comes down to genetics. Sometimes it comes down to environmental things. Sometimes it comes down to stress. Um, I sometimes, you know, say to clients, nice that you're eating perfectly well, but if you get hit by a bus tomorrow, everything was for nothing. And what I'm saying with that, although it feels very hard when I'm saying that, almost rude, is that every scientific uh, research out there is suggesting that it could prolong life or make the risks of blah, blah, blah less, but it doesn't mean it's really going to happen. And I think people really need to hear this sometimes. I'm a very big fan of science, but I'm also a big fan of sanity in your brain. And I think sanity is more important. So don't think for the people with orthorexia who are listening to this, that if you're eating your apple instead of an apple pie, that you're going to outbeat people with longevity and stuff like that. Because nobody knows, you know, only maybe God knows when you will breed out your last breath and how that will happen. But to some certain extent, you can influence it. But by doing only healthy eating, you're not doing yourself a favor and not even your body as well. Because if mentally you want something different, but you're going for that, what is good for your body, you're not in line with yourself and actually you're lying to yourself. So that is a perfect example of perfectionism going for the idyllic part, going for the subjective part, going for a certain high achievable outcome, while at the end of the day, it doesn't give you fuck, and specifically with eating disorders, would give you binges, a burnout, and maybe unnecessary weight gain. So yeah, that part was something I wanted to adjust. Another, adjust, adjust, yeah. And another part of this perfectionism Another thing that I would like to address is the part of hormones and stress because perfectionism is like, I would almost say it's just like adding salt. If you are adding perfectionism to all of this, you're actually adding stress and therefore throwing off your hormones. A lot of your hormones uh, will eventually 
spike up and i'm meaning the negative hormones so you will eventually have problems because of your perfectionism you will feel tired out because your adrenaline gland will be used so much to perform 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 and your cortisol levels will go up and that is a very toxic environment eventually for your body and your body is becoming a very toxic environment so things like um, cortisol uh, endorphins are going up uh, things that actually can be exhausted throughout time because it's used so many times while actually the only moment that it should be used is for a fight or flight situation so really nature something that could kill you but not like you know filling you know making your essay and filling it in and using so much stress so eventually you're feeling like you've flat for a lion while you're just filling in papers or making a paper and handing it over so your hormones are very much uh the would say decline getting exhausted are getting made tired by your choice of perfectionism another thing is perfectionism and success and this can be success work-related, success eating disorder, recovery-related. I'm just going to start out with work and then I will translate it to recovery. There are people that want to you know, start being self-employed. And there are people that are group A that are still reading books, still think they need to have XX amount of knowledge to get started and wait, wait, wait and postpone. Or there are people that have some knowledge and they think, you know, I'll learn everything in practice and i can still always add and learn in between and i just need to start out and that's a big difference these two because the second group often is more successful or almost always successful in comparison to the first group that actually never even starts and if i would translate it to recovery we have the people that are prolonging um starting even you know for recovery so just in the phase before that because i need to do it this way or this way or when they are in recovery because they fucked up a few times they're like fuck this shit that i'm going to relapse again or you have the people that say okay this went bad but you know tomorrow is another day and i'm gonna just try this out again and that type of mindset because at the end of the day recovery is a mindset choosing for perfectionism is a mindset as well that makes the difference to, to just be nice to yourself, to be easygoing for yourself. Because often we are easygoing for other people. And I think if you've hit that perfectionism that you're being dominant and expecting people to listen to you, then you're at a dark place. But often people with an eating disorder are nice to other people, but not nice towards themselves. And if there's something in this bonus episode that I would like to fully 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 give you two practical things to do after you you know shut down this episode is being one more nicer to yourself because if you're not doing that who is going to do that for you you need to be an example for other people on how they need to treat you so if you're treating yourself shitty people are going to sh- treat your treat you shitty if you're treating yourself nice people are going to learn how to treat you and life will become much more fun Secondly, and this is your go-to after this episode to just start going and be less perfectionism, you know, less perfect. I urge you um, and advise you to just not finish your, you know, thing or just, for example, if you're making an essay now 
and normally you're reading it through for three times, just read it for one time. You know why? Because your quote unquote half-ass work is mostly whole work for a person that isn't perfectionist and is mostly all enough to get a good grade if you're following me. Just just with your job, you know, maybe you're to the T with ordering stuff in, you know, neatly in a supermarket. And I urge you to just not do the extra because your extra is all, you know, is already 300% for a person that isn't perfectionism. So it is already 150% for most people, if you follow me. So do less extra do less on checking double because for the general public it already is a lot so guys with these tips i would like to end this bonus episode i hope you like this episode and i will see you in a new episode with jake from longevity and then episode 19 will be with middle van sneller kwetsbaar Uh, where we will dive into autism and other stuff. So I hope you enjoyed this and I'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the I'm Stuff podcast. If you would like to know more, you can go to imstuff.nl or to the Instagram imstuff underscore com and start working on your relationship with food today.